I'm Eric Tran. I'm Kristen Atividad. I'm Ryan Tran. And you're listening to Movie Moguls, the podcast about all things in the realm of film. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing our top 10 movies of 2019. So we're each going to start off by talking about our own top 10 list briefly uh, as we all react. And then through the magic of editing, we're just going to talk about our compiled top 10 lists, uh, discuss that, and afterwards talk about any movies that weren't on our overall movie moguls top 10 list, as well as our honorable mentions. Uh, just a precursor, we actually don't know each other's top 10 list. We do I not. Know. So it's the big reveal. It's been like secretive all year. We always keep it secret. It's like we, we keep our lips sealed throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. And we do a good job. It's like a big thing. Every year, it's like kind of what's our top 10 list? Like, it's a big exci- excitement for us. This obviously in the Oscars. I feel like this year I have like no kind of leads. Like, in the last couple of years, like I could have kind of like a gauge of where you guys. Like last year, Roma. But like this year, I'm yeah. not like... I, mean, I have no clue what you like, Krista, this year. <laughs> yeah, Krista, I'm not too sure either. Uh, I think... Yeah, and then we can preface... I'll preface right now. There's some great movies I, I haven't seen that I think might have had a chance on my list. We so, haven't, like, seen all, all the, movies, the movies. You know. So, yeah. like, there's movies that Ryan has seen and me and Krista haven't. And there's, you know, Preach Person. Around, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start off on my list. I just want to say some movies that I haven't seen that I really wanted to. Uh, Dolomite is my name portrait of a lady on fire i really really tried to see that movie uh it's just so tough to just be able to watch that yeah limited uh, release yeah limited release really tough so i wasn't able to see those two um peanut butter falcon i went to see amongst uh, many many other movies for sama the list goes on to polo 11 uh, american factory etc krista any movies that you want to say you know preface that you weren't able to see Mm, I think mostly just like Portrait of Lady on Fire. I also haven't seen the movies that you mentioned, but just mainly Portrait. I wish I saw The Lighthouse. Mm. I haven't seen that, and I haven't seen like Clemency. Those were like the two movies I really want to see. And The Souvenir, too. Oh, so yeah, about mm-hmm. to run. The Souvenir, Transit, um, all, all great movies that we haven't, you know, weren't able to watch. All right, without further ado, let's get started. So, my list, Eric's <laughs> top 10 list. <laughs> Of the year. Should we go reverse 10 to 1? Yeah. And then yes, I'll, I'll yes. mentions. All right. So I'll, I'm just going to say my list completely. All right. At number 10, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Mm, I haven't okay. seen that. Okay. Yeah. Number nine, The Lighthouse. Mm. <laughs> number eight, Knives Out. Number seven, The Irishman. Number six, The Farewell. Number five, Uncut Gems. Number four, Pain and Glory. Number three, Little Woman. Mm-hmm. Number two, Marriage Story. Okay. And number one, Parasite. Ooh. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, Krista? <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. Our, my honorable mentions. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I have four. Okay. Uh, Booksmart. There's Nin- no order. No order. Yeah. Booksmart, 1917, Honey Boy, and Queen and Slim were my four honorable mentions. All right, Krista's. Okay. <gasps> okay. At number 10, Knives Out. Number nine, The Farewell. Mm. Number eight, Uncut Gems. Seven, Last Black Man in San Francisco. All right. Six, 1917. Five, Pain and Glory. Four, Little Woman. Three, The Lighthouse. Wow. Two, <laughs> Marriage Story. One, Parasite. Wow, same top two. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And my, um, my honorable mentions. Uh, I have three. Uh, Honey Boy, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Irishman. All right. Okay. okay. Solid, solid. Ryan? So my top 10 list, number 10, I have Waves. Nine, I have Midsummer. Eight, 1917. Seven, For Sama. Ooh. Six, Marriage Story. Five is The Farewell. Four is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Three is Pain and Glory. Two is Little Woman, and one is Parasite. Wow. And, and I've five honorables which is queen and slim book smart the irishman uncut gems and knives out Ooh, okay we have mm-hmm. a very similar list actually yeah we so, all have a unanimous parasite yeah, yeah. we all parasite number one <laughs> and little woman's all in our top three yeah, yeah. oh okay yeah. i think pain and, and glory is our all top, in our top five, five right yeah it's four yeah. for me three five yeah mm-hmm. okay interesting well let's compile the list and mm-hmm. then we'll talk about just our overall movie moguls official top 10 as well as a all of our honorable mentions and whatnot. Mm. All right. All right. So 
our movie mogul's top movie of the year, a consensus. We all have Parasite number one. All yeah. three of us, number one. Yep. Shocking. Well, not really. <laughs> for me and them, for all of us. I think it's a clear number one for yeah. me. Yeah, it's a like movie. A, Amazing. the whole package. Yeah, really entertaining, really meaningful, super suspenseful. Just pacing is beautiful. Uh, just a masterpiece. Truly a masterpiece. And that, that word gets thrown around so much, but this movie really is a masterpiece. Yeah. I watched it kind of early, I guess, for, for the North American really. I watched it in October at the Q&A amazing experience um and i'm like still like watching clips and like watching my like q a recordings <laughs> it's literally a perfect in movie awe. yeah yeah uh like going from like the production design beautiful cinematography is great and of course acting acting is really good the whole ensemble is great but just individually too it's not just oh the ensemble is good it's individual performances were amazing mm-hmm. and i personally believe that a lot of them were snubbed of the oscars yeah for sure uh song kang ho uh or it was amazing. Just everyone. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Park So Dam is amazing. Yeah. Uh, just beautiful performances all around. Uh, Bong Joon-ho's direction was just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. You feel it. And overall, is it's something I, I would rewatch many, many times again. I have rewatched it once already. Sort of. Me too. So I have not, but I definitely would <laughs> again very soon. It's like a movie I think I'll recommend to everyone, like everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I personally have recommended this movie so many times to so many different people because I can't stop raving about this movie. And I talk about movies a lot, but this year when we talk about movies, I bring this movie up the most, and that's my favorite movie of the year for that reason. Well, not for that reason, but because it's my favorite movie, I talk about it so much, and I can't stop thinking about this film. It's just. It's just mesmerizing. And I, I'm really happy like it got this much buzz about it too because it deserves all of it. And like it's one of those movies where even back then a few months ago, it was like really hyped already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like it somehow exceeds the hype. If that yeah. makes sense. You know? yeah. It's tough to say because the hype was really big. Like the expectation coming into the movie for me was so high, but like it managed to like surprise Exceed me. That. Yeah, like... Yeah, and every level. Definitely, the the takeaway from this is I want to watch all of Bong Joon Ho's other movies because <laughs> I haven't been able to watch them yet. But now I really want to, and now I have some time, especially after Oscars that are over. I'm definitely gonna dive into his like filmography because this movie, I mean, it's Parasite, man. It's just so good. If you've <laughs> seen it, I think you know what I'm talking about. Beautiful plot, beautiful pacing, just everything is just works so well together. I'm happy yeah. I came in knowing basically nothing about it like i watched the trailer a few months prior but i i, I wasn't gonna rewatch the trailer before i watched it the first time so i went in not remembering anything and that's like the best thing you could do yourself like that's like the biggest treat yeah don't favor. watch the trailer yeah. no D- please don't watch the trailer if you haven't seen it already like by Just, no means does it give away that much but like it's better to like not know anything yeah it's almost. actually good when i watched it because i forgot about the trailer Mm. yeah um, me too actually yeah. so i did not know about that second half yeah it was shocking yeah. i was like wow because i did not remember the trailer i think yeah. ren you showed it to me once or twice and i totally forgot about but it like the movie takes a turn and you don't yeah like, it takes it's, a turn yeah yeah, yeah so. i'll definitely recommend to everyone um and then what was that one thing that bong joon ho said at like the golden globes like the his subtitles? Feature, like the subtitles yeah it's like once you get over the one inch barrier that is subtitles like some people are like, i don't want to watch a movie because i want to read subtitles but once you get over that then you're open to so many good movies yeah, yeah i gotta say for me the last two years just the last two years alone some of the best movie i've movies that i've seen are foreign films like this year parasite of course pain and glory is fourth on our overall list we'll get to that uh roma last year cold war so many beautiful movies you just have to see past the the foreign language and open your open your mind up because subtitles aren't the only thing should not be the thing that stops you from watching beautiful films like this like and just, parasite is a great yeah, example just on my yeah. top 10 list like there's five movies that have subtitles yeah like the mm-hmm. farewell like that's an american movie like it doesn't have to be foreign language right like movies like farewell and like american factory like they're american made films but then they still have subtitles yeah. And that shouldn't mm-hmm. deter anyone from watching it. And that's why I think culture is just so important for film because it, like this is a Korean movie, mm-hmm. but it's so accessible to everybody. But it makes you appreciate like the culture. Uh, and it's it, even though it's like it's not specifically, oh, it's a very Korean film. Like I think it's very accessible to everybody, like the Western 
film scene, it's something like the message is something that's so global. You know, yeah. you don't mm-hmm. have to be Korean to like Definitely. this movie. It's just global and it's universally liked for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is a difference in why it's more watched than like last year, Roma. That's very like culturally specific. But kind of what you said about Bunching Ho's quote, I think it's true. Like if the movie's very broad or very like culturally specific, it doesn't matter. Like subtitles, that shouldn't be the thing blocking you from watching films like this. Yeah, so exactly. please go and watch Parasite. Yeah, please. But yeah, it's a number one. Yep. Let's move on to our second one because clearly we all love Parasite. So second is Little Woman. Uh, it's number three on my list. Um, number four on mine. And number two for me. Yeah. You want to start us off because... I love this movie, and we all did too. I'm not just leaving the theater. I was so like hyped, you know. Like I wanted to like share everyone to like watch this movie, but I watched it a little early, a little flex. But um, yeah, I got <laughs> to see an early screening before. Okay, UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> but then, I'm not just everything about it. It's like a classic. Like obviously, like Little Woman is a classic. Ninth rendition. Yeah, but then it's like I said this in our. Like review. designated interview, or uh, interview, <laughs> review, <I wish. laughs> interview. Get a girl, get on the pod, search a run and Florence Pugh. But I, it look will spawn a new generational love for the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's truly classic. Uh, Lucy May Alcott. Yep. Uh, Louise, Louise, Louisa, eighteen sixties, <laughs> I believe. Uh, we talked about it in our review, but it's it's a classic story that I know a lot of people that I know have read the book and they've seen the other renditions but this is the one that i haven't seen the other ones but from what i've read and just researched this is one of the best ones and like i said it's like retelling a classic story mm-hmm. it's accessible for the new generation and uh it does an amazing job much yeah. more than amazing just it's it's a great movie yeah i think it was like one of the most enjoyable times i had at the theaters like watching a movie this year um it was a great movie. I really like the cast of the movie and I'm still really mad also that Greta Gerwig didn't get a director nom. Oh, atrocious. Oh, yeah. yeah. So atrocious. Yeah, the acting performers are fantastic. Uh, Saoirse Ronan's already a star in the making. I mean, three Oscar nominations already. Fantastic, right? Brooklyn. Four? Four, I think right? four, yeah. Yeah, yeah four. So, like Lovely Bones, um, Brooklyn, Lady Bird, and now this. Little Woman. Yeah. And she's only 25. Five. Yeah. Crazy. But she's so talented and she's really good in this movie. Uh, definitely, even though she's a big name now, she's not just nominated by name. Please don't think that because she's legitimately so good. Florence Pugh is like upcoming star in 2019 and she is so good in this movie. Uh, just overall, like the cast just together is just fantastic. Even Laura Dern, uh, just everybody. Great movie. Greta Gorg's direction. I can really feel it. Yeah. And her writing is great too. Oh yeah. That yeah. adaptation yeah. was beautiful. Yeah. There's a lot of changes. Um, but it's a very enjoyable watch, and it's it's good changes. I think. Yeah, like, like the it makes moment, it unique. The moment I finished watching it the first time, I wanted. I was like so excited to rewatch it again with you. Yeah, because the <laughs> timelines interweave, a lot of flashbacks, flash forwards, but it's not confusing. It it's like composed <laughs> in a way where it just flows really well. Yeah, it's yeah. meaningful flashbacks that that inputs a lot to the story. And I think that's just something Greta Gerwig is really good at doing, just like putting together stories. Yeah, and definitely. We were having a conver- conversation about this recently. It's really tough for actors to go and direct. There's a lot of cases of that happening where they don't do a great job, but Greta Gerwig is an, an example that it is. She's doing a fantastic job. It's not easy to do. You can't just direct. It's not. It's not easy. Yeah. Uh, a lot of flops, a lot of actor turned director flops, but she is definitely not one of them. I'm excited to see what she has left in store. She has a lot more in store, I'm sure. But yeah, Little Woman, number two on our overall list. Fantastic. Let's move on to this to the next movie, third on our overall list, Marriage Story. I had number two. I had number two. And Ryan had number six. Yeah. All right, Krista <laughs> starts off, Marriage Story. You know, I was just so emotionally like connected throughout this story. Um, to like all the characters like the story itself like I love this movie so much um, I went through like every single emotion when I watched this movie <laughs> um, so and it's like also a movie that I also like think about like days after like weeks after like that I watched mark. it yeah definitely left a mark and I'll definitely watch it again too yeah I totally agree I mean I was just thinking about this movie so much and Ryan can attest to this because I watched it with Ryan it was your second watch 
when third? I third watch. Oh yeah. wow. Uh, yeah, it was so good. I was just the the motion of the characters, the whole plot was just hanging on me. Uh, the ending, just everything that Noah Brownback wrote left a imprint on me, and that was really profound. Uh, obviously, Scar- Scarlett Johansson was fantastic. Adam Driver is fantastic, but. I've said this in our review as well. The writing is what left a mark on me. And uh, it's really beautiful. It's really heartfelt. And it's a movie that dies into a topic that I don't think is really talked about that much. Uh, and it's divorce. And it, it shines it in a really emotional light. So I really enjoyed the film a lot. That's why it's number two on my list. Yeah, the writing is really what brings the film together. But then that isn't enough like they needed the execution of the actors and they really like the ensemble pulled through like laura Dern on paper her character is not likable she's mm-hmm. a lawyer that's like a very aggressive lawyer that is and then she manages to be someone that you i want to say root for but someone you respect yeah she's very empowering say, definitely respected yes. her yeah it's not corny oh she's so empowering corny like it was just very like wow you know yeah you you kind of resonated with with her message so her ability to turn a character like that into an award-winning like sweeping i assume mm. um the oscars haven't happened yet but i'm assuming she's gonna win everything that just is a testament to her acting yeah i mean i just can't stop thinking about her performance in this film adam driver scar johansson like you already said amazing i personally yeah. think adam driver is the best actor this year one of the best. Mm. I'm uh, an Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. That's just what to say. One of the best because Antonio Banderas. I'm driver. It's definitely like number two for me. And uh, we're gonna move on later to Pain and Glory soon, but they're both similar in their performances in that they're really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Banderas mm-hmm. and Adam Driver very vulnerable, uh, and you can see just like the emotions they're pouring into their characters in these films, and uh, that's something I really enjoy. It's very. Uh, just like in-depth performances like this. It's something I really respect. So, Marriage Story, overall number three on the movie moguls list. Shall we move on to the next film? Pain and Glory. Number four on our list and number four for me. We have a pretty consensus opinion about this movie. Mm-hmm. Number five on my list. And number yeah. three on my list. Ryan, um, you talk about this movie a lot. Yeah, Pain and Glory <laughs> just hit. Like, it just hit me. Like, I went alone. So like our very indie theater like filled with like grandmas <laughs> but i don't know like i left that theater and i was just vibing um beautiful direction it's vibing man yeah it's just vibing um direction is beautiful and then you can't talk about the movie without talking about antonio banderas like we even brought him up before we even talked about this movie that's how good he is yeah like he is just so vulnerable in this film and just scenes in the movie that i don't want don't want to spoil because you should definitely go out and see you just feel just the heartbreak, the 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 things he goes through, the pain, pain of glory, haha. <laughs> but like the pain he goes through and his he executes it so well. Like the the way he executes his lines, just I think he is my favorite lead actor performance of the year. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just fantastic. But the movie's not just him alone. Like also going to everything happening in the film, the plot is just very unique and it's a foreign film. Uh, so definitely don't let the subtitles be a barrier. So go on, watch this because it's it's great. Yeah. Coming into the movie, I feel like I don't remember actually watching any trailers for it. So I feel like I came in pretty blind. I, I watched the trailer before, but like it didn't show anything. <laughs> I think I've seen the trailer once or twice, but it didn't show much at no, all. Yeah. It's yeah. it like, good. It just cuts to like pain and glory, like the light. Yeah. The yeah. So I was pretty pleasantly surprised um, with the story. Um, I really liked it. And I think it was one of like the most unique stories also that I've watched this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie about like finding yourself, uh, kind of getting yourself back on track about love, uh, addresses these issues in just a really, uh, respectful. And I want to say like also like introspective. Yeah. And perspective. Can I tell us about how to like express yourself in the means of film? Cause it is like a semi, he's um, a filmmaker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Pedro Amadovar. It's like semi autobiographical, um, not entirely based on his life, but it is a reflection of himself. So the movie just really, as you said, is really introspective and deeps, dives deep into how like film can help define yourself almost. Not define, Define yourself, but also get yourself through tough situations yeah. emotionally. It's how to express yourself and how to share your vulnerable moments to everyone else and how to like 
not want to say capitalize on that, but just it's like almost like a form it's a of great, therapy. It's a great outlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. A great therapeutic. Yeah, uh, like creative, not even film. Like I think the message can be just creatively, uh, if you express yourself, uh, it could be very therapeutic. And it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah, movie. Definitely. Um, shout out to the Rosalia um, <laughs> cameo. Didn't even know she was in it until after. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right, let's move on to the next film. Ryan's gonna talk about this because me and Crystal did not watch it. Uh, it's number five on our list. Uh, Ryan ranked it number four. So we like weighed it uh, a little differently because we, me and Krista did not watch it. But overall, it ends up number five without like getting to Because you map. ranked it so high. Yeah. 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 Man, portrait. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's hard to talk about it without like having you guys bounce off of me. And I don't want to spoil anything for you guys or anyone listening. But... I think it is a really vulnerable movie and it's a really quiet movie. Like there's no score to the film. Like there's a song in the movie, but that's like in the movie, like it's played in the movie and it's just a beautiful movie. I've known I'm like paraphrasing everyone else, but then it's, they truly mean it when every frame is a painting. Like the movie looks mm. so beautiful. Um, acting is amazing. And it's just, the screenplays, I just, every aspect of this movie was masterful. Well thought out. Yeah. And it's, I'm sad to see that it's not getting any major awards because France didn't select it as its international selection for um competition. Come on, France. I mean, it got the Golden Globe. <laughs> nah. But like the Oscar limits each country to one film. That's a topic for another. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. local. It's very limited release, and that's why me and Chris were not able to watch it. But I really wanted to watch this film. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's just the movie is beautiful, and I think everyone should just see it. I don't want to say too much about the movie. It's coming out Valentine's Day, full release. I'm waiting for that, uh, so we can watch on the big screen. Those are our plans. Our plans. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I am stoked about the movie and. Uh, what you're saying makes me want to go out and see this. And I really think the two leads, the one of the best in acting this year. Very nice. It was very close. Uh, like I was saying earlier about the how we weighed this ranking, but it was very close between Portrait and our next movie, The Farewell, which we ranked uh, overall at number six. It is my number six. It is my number nine. And my number five. All right. I mean, The Farewell, I loved it because it was an Asian American, Asian American mm-hmm. movie. So that definitely hits close to home. Uh, it's about, it's not like, it's Chinese American, not Vietnamese American, but still I related so much with this movie and it's glad to see, you know, Aquafina, uh, Aquafina and Asian American lead uh, get so much love this year. I wish she was Oscar nominated, but she wasn't. But the film was really beautiful because it explores a lot about family in a way that I think is different for Asian Americans or Asians in general. And that's something that's not really dove in. That doesn't like filmmaking doesn't dive into that that much. And this movie does a great job in expressing that. What I really like is a lot of time what like Asian American films or Asians in American cinema, Western cinema is often like undermined. Like they definitely like focus on the Western side of things more like recently a crazy rich Asians. it's like almost like a west is better than the east way of doing things you know mm-hmm. like the like mm-hmm. the american way is the right way to do things it's like new york and singapore yeah yeah but then um i think the farewell it's a, just it brings up just a good conversation it doesn't say which one's right or wrong it just kind of brings light to it and then you see kind of like appearance of both sides and it's very it's like an important enlightenment is that kind of a dramatic it shows the word? difference between yeah. like for people non-asian americans to just kind of it's, it's great to learn yeah and just have a look into more about i guess asian culture because a lot of it is similar uh being vietnamese myself i saw a lot of similarities between like vietnamese family culture and vietnam and like chinese uh, family culture the dynamics very similar family first tradition uh you know respecting your elders those sort of things was a prominent uh you know theme in the farewell and the movie does such a great job lulu wong like dives into this extremely well and the character performances really deliver on this mark 
And that's like, something that resonated the well, movie so is much just, with me. The movie is just more than just important. Like, I'm having a hard time talking about, like, the importance of the movie. But beyond that, I think just, like, the acting is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely um, appreciate, like, that it was an Asian-American movie. And I really appreciated, like, the representation and... um I also like I definitely agree with both of you guys it's just like I put it number nine which is still good like yeah, really it's good. still good it's in the top ten like, yeah, yeah it's Aquafina still good I just great. feel like I watched other movies that like touched me more I guess mm-hmm. but I'm not saying that it's like not good yeah, yeah it's up there definitely. in your top ten yeah. it's like all of our top tens uh Zha Zhu Zhen, I thought she'd have been Oscar nominated she's the grandma mm-hmm. uh, movie revolves around her she's great she's up for supporting actress didn't get it uh, powerful, powerful performance from her. Aquafina, uh, it's like her first like serious role, and she did, she excelled in doing this. I'm excited to see more of her, because uh, she's more like a comedic stand-up comedy. So we're gonna see what she does more in her, uh, you know, acting career. But I loved her so much in this movie. She was vulnerable at the right parts, and she had a lot of charisma at the right parts. So she hit the right notes for me. Uh, this is a movie that I definitely recommended to everybody I talked to, because. It's important, like you said, but it's not just, it's more than important. It's culturally impactful. Everyone I've seen, everyone I know that I've seen this film loves it. It's, it's very, it makes you, it's, it's a roller coaster of emotions mm-hmm. uh, in the right senses. All right. Next up on our list, number seven, we have The Lighthouse. Which I have not seen, but I know you guys have. And you, Eric, went to a Q&A. I did go to the Q&A. Uh, up in Beverly Jealous. Hills, I met Willem. I met. Oh, you met? Well, I didn't meet <laughs> Willem, but I, you know, I saw Willem, uh, Robert Pattinson. I saw uh, the director Edgar's. I saw the cinematographer. It's a great experience. But before we dive into a little bit of that, this movie is number seven for a reason. It's number, uh, it's number nine on my list, and it's number three. Three. Your list, Krista. So you, mind. you start us off. Um, you know. I put it so high because I think that um, almost like Parasite, not okay, I don't want to, you know, compare the Lighthouse mm-hmm. with Parasite, but I also, I like the whole kind of package of Lighthouse. I like the cinematography a lot. Um, I think the acting performances by Willem and Robert Pattinson were some of my favorites of this year, and I'm kind of disappointed that they weren't nominated for anything. I mean, it's tough because I feel like this year is hard, like a really stacked year in general but i think that they should get some appreciation for their performances um and i think the story was also very unique to me and i really like that a lot um it's a riveting story yeah very very suspenseful i was on edge the entire movie uh breathless even just the whole thing step and step uh each step of the way was just so mesmerizing and the cinematography plays a fantastic part uh, this is definitely biased because I was at the Q&A, but they're talking about the process of filmmaking and it took them so much, uh, so much effort to make this movie. It shot obviously entirely in film, but it's much more than that because how the lighting and everything worked. Uh, technically, actually, this movie is one of the most technical movies. Uh, really, really beautiful. I, I think that Willem should win supporting actor and he's not nominated. I think actually the best two supporting actor performances weren't nominated. It's Willem Dafoe. And it's uh, Song King Ho. And both of them weren't nominated, and that disappoints me a lot. But Willem is just so great in this movie. He definitely is my favorite, um, arguably one of my top acting performances just of the year. Uh, just really great. He's just so, like, his character just, like, makes you so interested in this movie. And it draws you in so much. But Robert Pattinson does a great job, too, playing the lead. And mm-hmm. both of them have a, they have such great chemistry with each other. And that is the movie. Like the yeah. movie is them two on the island. And the chemistry between those two were vital. And it was just perfect. And that plus the cinematography, like we said, yeah. just sells this movie. And the suspense. Uh, very, very interesting movie. I think this movie is a classic. I think we're going to remember this film. It's a very unique movie. Because, yeah. because of that, I think it's going to be remembered. No doubt. All right, next up on our list, number eight, Uncut Gems. It is number five on my list. It's number eight for me. And I put it in my honorable mentions, but it's, it was there. It was like number 11. So so you want to start us off with uh, Uncut Gems? Because 
it was a suspense. We're talking about suspense lighthouse. This is yeah. suspense. Um, very anxiety inducing in a good way almost. It's like a drug. <laughs> <laughs> like that does not sound great. But like when you watch a movie, it's just you're always on the edge of your seat and it keeps keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, keeps building. Um Adam Sandler. Amazing. Yeah, should be nominated for I'm sure you heard about Buzz about Adam Sandler by now. Yeah, it's a drug. Do drugs. <laughs> this movie's great. Uncut I feel like gems. that's a perfect way to like describe yeah, uncut that's, gems. That's, that's such a good way, actually. It's adrenaline-filled, but not even just adrenaline-filled. It's like you're on a high. This movie puts you on a different spectrum of things, and you're just on a different wavelength just watching this movie. And Adam Sandler delivers possibly his best for performance of his career in this movie. Uh, the Safdie brothers have their imprint all over this movie. You could definitely feel it. And it's a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed so much as a basketball fan because it's about betting, sports betting, and it's NBA related. Uh, but not just that, it's just an overall great performance and great one liners. Great. Yeah, definitely. I think I've quoted this movie most. Yeah. In 2019. Yeah. Um, just the people working on it, great. I got to see them on the, the premiere, the oh. LA premiere. Adam Sandler is a great guy. <laughs> um, Sapti Redders, they had a really good like introduction to a movie and how they made this movie and how long it took them to make this movie. Ten years, baby. Because they've always wanted to make Uncut Gems, but then they just didn't find the support in the right time, I guess, the right team behind the film. And then after a good time. Found a good time. <laughs> the more people were ready to support their ambitions and it turned out great yeah just this movie is a, a ride it's a ride that's right and every step of the way it, it's something just twists and turns that this movie takes is something that is unmatched by many movies you know i think it's like definitely a crime that this movie did not get any oscar noms i feel like adam sandler should have gotten something um, this at least yeah <laughs> yeah um i feel like this def- this movie will definitely last among audiences personally i love the score so much i'm a synth fiend <laughs> i love the score uh daniel i can't pronounce his last name but he did such a great job with the score oh, he showed up at the premiere he oh, little, yeah. yeah yeah he did the good time score he was he won the cans score really yeah for a good oh. time so this movie oh for okay for I thought he won for, for Good Times yeah. I think Pain and Glory won this year yeah uh, no Good Time he won the Cannes uh, you know, score. score and this movie I, I didn't watch Good Time I really want to but the score is just an integral part of the movie like hmm. the different acts of the movie go along perfectly with the score and it's interluded well uh, it sets the pace of the movie and it is just a really unique score like I said it's synth based not orchestral and that's something that I think the maybe the Academy voting body is not used to because it did not get any hype going into award season. But I've been looking around and it's getting a lot of love, including from me, because the score is great. It fits well with the movie. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in 10 years, we'll be more open to synth <laughs> scores because synth is great. And it's something that we need to accept more because this movie is just great with the score. And that should be rewarded. All right. Next on our list. 1917, number, number nine. nine. Yeah. It is on my honorable mentions. This is number six for me. And it's number eight for me. Mm. Yeah, 1917, I mean. We have a whole episode about it. <laughs> Coming out. Yeah, but you want to start us off, Krista, since you ranked it the highest? Yeah. Um, 1917, I think I really like this movie. I think it was one of also... <laughs> a really fun time at the theater. <laughs> I was crying. I don't know that's a fun time. I never cries, man. He cried. Um, I really liked uh, the story of it. I liked the direction. You know, obviously we talked about it so much, like um, the seemingly one-shot take. Um, I think that it's a movie that everyone will enjoy and I definitely enjoyed. Um, I liked the acting performances um, by obviously Adam McKay and... George McKay? Adam McKay. George McKay. <laughs> Adam McKay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like the Adam... <laughs> George McKay. Okay, I like the performance by George McKay <laughs> in this movie. Um, He's high up in odds for Grand Globes. 
he almost got the nom mm. didn't get it uh really great though yeah um yeah i i really like this movie technically Te- technically yeah just technically the technical aspects of this movie are beyond just it's crazy you watch the behind the scenes even like during the movie you wonder well, how did they film this like how is the camera on them like as they go from <laughs> environment to environment and the behind the scenes are crazy um it takes a lot of planning to pull something off like this a yeah, lot of a planning lot. mind-blowing yeah i was like how did they do this like how this work like the set looks gorgeous like this is crazy the lighting everything i'm like everything's going on seemingly one shot just it's a whole whole ride that I'm all along with, and uh, I I really like the technical aspect so much. Uh, it is on my honorable, not on my top ten, but I really did like this movie. I thought you know the plot was a little bit linear, uh, not too like it's a little basic, but overall, just the technical aspects alone make me love this movie so much. And uh, even the acting performances, like we talked about, George McKay is just fantastic. Uh, the score, I think, is one of the best scores of the year. I think it's a very muted score. It's a very uh, it's not a grand score, but it fits so well with the movie. I should think it's the second best score of the year. I'm a I lost my buddy score fan, but <laughs> yeah, the score is great for sure. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Newman, mm-hmm. uh, one of the most nominated. I think the most nominated composer and not winning. Yeah, I uh, in terms s- of the Academy. It's in the teens. Yeah, it's a whole mm-hmm. lot. Like it's a lot of Oscar nominations without getting in the win. I'm actually on the train. I won't hope he wins this year because I think that he's been overlooked, and I also think that he just did a great job with this uh, movie. But also, can we just not can we talk about Sam Mendes because his direction? I mean, it's getting a lot of love, but it's clearly felt in this movie. Yeah, like yeah. he had to plan, schedule everything, you know, choreograph. plan everything out, choreograph, and like he wrote the movie too i mean the screenplay isn't amazing it was oscar nominated but then i don't think it stood out deserved the the screenplay but the movie was it seems weird as it is because war movies aren't usually someone's passion project but was his passion project and it was based on his family member being in world war one and then so sam mendez had a great vision for this movie he knew what was going to be and he pulled it off well very well yeah just this is one of the favorites coming into the Oscars and I could totally see why. Uh, it's like just so many aspects of the movie just objectively it's just good. All right, let's move on to the last movie in our top 10 list. <gasps> Knives Out. Knives <laughs> Out at number 10 overall. For me, it is number 8. It is number 10 for me. And it's in my armholes. Hmm. All right. Well, Knives Out for me it was just uh we've been using this a lot but just suspenseful because <laughs> it really is suspenseful like ryan johnson's writing it's a crime thriller it's like a like a clue like the board game like who done it like what's going on who, who's the murderer but it's not just that it is such a clever movie i think it's the most clever movie of the year in terms of writing and that's why I really enjoyed it. And Anna the Armist is great. Daniel Craig is really good too. You're Anna the Armist. Anna the Armist. Anna the Armist. Anna the Armist. You're Stan. I love her. <laughs> if she's uh, listening, let's get her on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The movie's really fun. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed the screenplay. Um, I know coming into like a couple months ago wasn't really like on our radar. Really, not at but... all. I saw the trailer. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the cast looks really good. It's <laughs> stacked. Yeah, yeah. Stacked. I wrote this movie off because I am biased against bigger, grander movies. <laughs> uh, and Ryan Johnson, you know, Last Jedi. I'm like, oh, you know, he's like a big budget guy. But this movie was totally not that. Uh, it's just totally great and really amazing and the cast came together it's a stacked cast but they don't like step in each other they don't like overpower each other it just seamlessly works uh, despite like the star studded lineup I'm really happy you got a screenplay now oh totally mm-hmm. I think that is the shining light of this film no doubt uh, production design is beautiful too like the mm-hmm. house uh, the score is actually really good too I think it's I never know, thought about the score it's really good I was listening <laughs> to the score it's like it's an integral part because it fits. It, it fits well, yeah. like the, the suspense, the crime, the murder mystery. Uh, I am an advocate of this movie being, you know, the score of getting more love because it wasn't really uh, in talks. It was, it was kind of there, but not really. So I really liked all that aspect of the movie: screenplay, score, acting. 
Then, Overall, there's no. Fl- I don't think there's a big flaw of this movie. It's just very enjoyable, accessible to everybody. And I no, no one hates Snap's out. That's why I told you, like, yeah. no one hates this movie at all. Like, everyone loves it, or not loves it, but definitely likes it. Everyone likes it. Like Rotten Tomatoes, like ninety eight percent, and yeah. that rating system is like it or don't like it. Yeah. It's not like rating it at a ten. So like ninety eight, just everyone likes it. It's just like a very likable movie. Yeah, uh, but it does more than just oh, it's a solid safe movie. I think it's. It's a unique take on murder mystery. They took they took a lot of liberties on the the, the sweaters. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think there's like a Twitter account, right? Chris Evans sweater, Anna de Armas sweaters. <laughs> it's great. I mean, I live in California. We all live in California, so we can't really rock sweaters. But I want to rock sweaters now. As you're wearing like a snuggie blanket right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> so we have three honorable mentions because their Wade score was ahead of the rest of the pack so just three stand out uh so the first one on our list is last block the last black man in san francisco which i also have not seen yet and i put it number 10 i put it number seven yeah so krista i mean clearly we both <laughs> like this movie a lot and ryan didn't see it so i'm sure you, you would like it too but the two of us that have seen it what do you think mm-hmm. what are your takes on last black man in san francisco um, I think it was one of the most beautiful movies I've seen. I really like the cinematography of this movie. Um, I think that I kind of um, really resonated with the themes of this movie. Um, not really from the main character's point of view, but kind of like kind of reflecting back onto me. Mm-hmm. But How so? I mean, I don't want to... It's about pretty much like gentrification. It's about gentrification. Yeah. It's having the title and the trailer, but... Yeah, it's just, I mean, Joel Talbot is the director. It's his directorial debut. Uh, he's not a filmmaker. Like, his background isn't. So, he did such a good job with this movie. Him and the lead actor, uh, Jimmy Falls, he also wrote the story. It's like their big passion project. They're from San Francisco. They really want to get this movie made. They actually cold emailed Barry Jenkins on getting advice for this movie. Uh, and it was just a fantastic process of getting this movie made because they're not filmmakers. Uh, historically so they they're just so passionate and i felt their passion every step of the way in this film and their love for the city of san francisco it's very personal i'm a sucker for like personal movies and i i saw this so much with this film and they're just their hearts are pouring out into the writing of this movie and the the acting was really good too and jimmy jimmy uh i said jimmy falls jimmy fails is not an actor but he did a really good job as the lead and I couldn't even tell. I thought he was like a well-trained actor and mm-hmm. just the supporting cast is good as well. I think it was also one of my personal favorite scores. Yeah. The score is really beautiful. Like the yeah. movie's really beautiful. Uh, and I just like the pacing of the movie. I thought the pacing was just, it was just perfect. Like I was just there with them. It was not too fast, not too slow. And the rhythm, I felt the rhythm of this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something I just, enjoyed so much so that's why it's on my top 10 list uh brad pitt produced it by the way brad pitt shout out to him <laughs> king king he's great he's really good uh i jokingly said after watching the movie because they do such a beautiful job of depicting san francisco i took chris oh i want to live in san francisco now then you realize right that's away, I'm, I'm like oh wait yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. uh but it's great it sheds light on like a lot of the problems going on yeah and it's set in modern time so it's i think applicable because i'm not from san francisco it's not an issue that's happening to me but it still resonated with me mm-hmm. so yeah just great great story there all right next up on our honorable mentions which is number 12 on our overall list it's for sama ryan we're going to you now because you're the only one that watched this movie you ranked I, it number seven mm-hmm. um for sama is a beautiful documentary really really heart touching like i was in a mood for the rest of the day after watching it. I'm so happy I watched it. I think it's it's very real. Um, it's like almost like a compiled vlog even. And um, it just shows like the depiction of Aleppo and everything that happened and just like liberty and like the fight for freedom. Um, it's a great message. And I think just like all, it, it doesn't censor itself. I think that's the best part about it. Like, what happens is shown like they don't try to hide it and be like oh like maybe you know it's too graphic or whatever no they don't care about that because i feel like everyone they feel like everyone needs to see it and i think 
that's they don't sugarcoat anything no yeah for exactly. the western world for our eyes they they show the accurate depiction of what's happening and the tragedies happening uh in syria yeah and it's it's available on pbs at least in the north american region so and i can see it for free and i feel like everyone should see it yeah it's i was really time like uh time was like not on my side but i really want to watch this movie mm-hmm. uh, but you know short on time but this is a movie at the top of my list that yeah. i really want to see uh, yeah. i'm sure chris does well because you love documentaries yep i it's love a very, documentaries. A very emotional movie so i'm very happy that it's getting recognition now and i got like the most noms at the ba- well, one of the most noms at the BAFTA for like a documentary or foreign film and like Indie Spirit nom, Oscar nom so I just hope it picks up trash and wins because it deserves it amazing uh, next and last on our list it is The Irishman at number 13th in our last honorable mention so uh, for me I ranked The Irishman 7th for me it was an honorable mention same thing with me alright I guess I'll start us off here it's on my top 10 list, and I think it's just such a grand movie. Uh, I know I said earlier, I don't like big grand movies, but this movie, even though it's big, it's the biggest uh, budget Scorsese movie, and Scorsese obviously is the best living director. Uh, and this movie has one of the best ensemble performances of the year with Robert De Niro, with Joe Pesci, with Al Pacino. Uh, stacked, stacked movie in terms of acting, and... This movie, despite its length, I did not feel the length. It's just jam-packed with so many uh, interesting character events, plot events. Uh, it's something that I was along for the ride with. And I think, for me, knowing the background of Jimmy Hoffa made me like this movie a lot because it's something I was generally very interested in as a kid. So this movie depicting what happened uh, is something that I was really interested in. For me... Um, I think I, I definitely recognize like the grandness of this movie, like yeah, you yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Scorsese, De Niro, just like stacked overall. Um, for me, it's just an honorable mention because I feel like all the other movies I put before it or like in front of it, I guess, um, I just had a clear like emotional connection with. I feel like for this one, I didn't have that as much, but. I do like recognize that it's a really, really good movie. It's like almost exactly my opinion. Like I resonated with different, more films, I guess, like the other films I've said before I resonated with, but this one, I think I just recognized it like almost objectively. It was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess we kind of switched that with 1917 cause you guys had it on your top 10. I had it on my honorable, uh, I guess how I saw it. Cause, uh, this movie, I don't know if it's a movie you like resonate with emotionally cause it's like, mobsters and you know robert de niro's character the irishman kind of like becoming you know a part of this culture uh but like you said the the technical and the the storytelling aspects were just so you can't ignore it it's you can't ignore those aspects of the film and for me i weighed it so much on the storytelling the writing uh very intricate and very in-depth although not like like a coming of age emotional movie. It's something that I really just was immersed, immersed. It was very immersive for me. I was, you know, immersed in. So that's why uh, it's on my list at number seven and overall on our list. Uh, any other movies that were on our top 10 guys uh, that didn't make our overall top 10? Ryan, I know you had a couple. Um, Midsummer. Really like that movie. Um, I feel like even though we watched it really early in the year, like, it was one of the early 2019 releases in, like, in retrospect to, like, the award season and everything. It stuck with me. Yeah, Ari Aster. And I you need, watch to watch her, yeah, I need to watch Hereditary. Yeah, yeah. Like, we bring that up one. all the time. Hereditary, man. Hereditary. Uh, yeah, I like this movie a lot. I, I think it's compare very, very, cl- like, Hereditary and this. I Some days I think Midsummer's better. Some days I think Hereditary's better. Uh, both really good movies. So I know some of the public perception is, oh, Midsummer is like solid. It's not that great. It's very mixed. I like it a lot. I like it a lot too. It's on, uh, it's actually on my, it's not my normal, but it's on your number nine. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, for me, it's up there. Like cinematography, Florence Peele. Mm. It's mm. Really good. Beautiful movie. Scary. Like the, it's the atmosphere is what makes it though. Yeah, That's Midsummer. Like, unnerving. Yeah. And I was really invested into like this small little world they're creating. And 
I think I've spoken about this before, but I am not a fan of horror movies. I do not like horror movies. Not because they're... Because the genre itself. It's just... I think a lot of horror movies aren't uh, it's like well for thought the, out. It's for the sales. A lot, a lot of, of them are. For the sales, for the, you know... I think there's like a rising, like, uh, cult, good, indie... Horror Not even movie. indie, horror. just good horror movies. Yeah. Like Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Us. Uh, us, Midsummer, Hereditary. And Fabric. The list goes on. Yeah, the yep. list goes on and on. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, it follows even as recent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of great horror movies coming up. So I'm very excited for... Um, it's not that I hate horror, but this movie, not that it should be weighed on if it scared me a lot or not, but this Midsummer scared me a lot. And I like the movie a lot. And I shouldn't... A lot of people weigh horror. It's like, oh, horror is so good. This movie's scaring so much, but it's actually a bad movie. Or some horror. Like, Get Out is one of my favorite horror movies. It did not scare me, but it's just such a good movie. It's because uh, Midsummer didn't, like, scare me per se. I think it creeped me out. Like, I thought about it so much. Like, irked me. Like, it disturbed me. It, yeah. I actually thought about this movie more than Hereditary. Yeah, it's definitely of, one that you think about more. Because Hereditary weighs, is very, I feel like, straightforward. Yeah, this movie weighs on you a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's a great movie. Um, a movie. I think all of my top tens were on our overall, and Krista, you as well, I believe. Yep, I think so. So Ryan, you had Waves number ten. Mm-hmm. Um, Waves, I think, just really relies on the pathos aspect of things. So like, if you're not there emotionally, then I feel like Waves as a film won't do much for you. But I was really invested. I think. The second part is where, like, that's a spoiling thing, but the second part is where people get irked from waves, but then... Me, one of them. I think the first half, I could say, yeah, it's better. Like, period. Like, that's clear case. But I was also, like, I also like the second part in a different way that... Like, I like the second part differently from why I like the first part. Like, the second part slowed down. It was almost like a healing process. It was like an answer to the first part of the film. There's a clear first and second, second yeah. part. Um, I think for me, it's like different. I feel like I like the second part more. But wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I know it's like, it's pretty, I want to say, I don't. it's not cheesy at all, but like it's relies a lot on soundtracks. So a lot of people don't like it. So it's just like a long music video. I've heard people say That's that. That's how I felt. I thought it relied too much on the soundtrack and on music that people enjoyed listening to. Uh, not to talk too much into it, but I, for me, was one of my one of the worst movies of the year. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. wow! <laughs> it's in one of my bottom movies. Yeah, okay. uh, and for the reasons you said, uh, for me, the the movie falls apart in the second mm. half. Uh, I didn't like how it relied on a supporting character to prop up the movie in the second half. Uh, it's a very radical approach. It's not traditional in terms of filmmaking, and I didn't think this movie succeeded uh, in that mode. Uh, so that's why I didn't really enjoy the movie. Uh, I'm gonna still stand waves. Um, I feel like <laughs> I'm really invested in the story. I think the cinematography is really great. There's some certain shots where I don't know how they shot the film. It was up there for cinematography. Like I don't like. There's like the car scenes where like the camera's just going in circles and it pans from the back to the front and it starts like spinning and like it fits the scene and I don't even know how they filmed it. And then just the colors were great. Um, I think the ending was. I was like moved by the end. Like just the overall the film as a whole, I was moved. I know me and Crystal when we watched it after I was kind of ranting about. about we kind of had a too. little conversation, we had a little argument, because I did not enjoy it, even initially. I watched. I I was like, I didn't like it. Huh. Uh, and then I was like kind of ranting to you on the car ride home. Like yeah, like this is this is the problem. Uh, it's still, I I still feel the same. And I know you disagreed with me. I know you don't. It wasn't on your honorable or top ten, but you said you liked the second half more of Waves. Yeah, I think I'm like in between you guys. <laughs> like I feel like I liked the cinematography of this film. I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like for me, the first half didn't hit as much because I feel like it relied a lot on aesthetic, and I think that I was kind of worried actually at the first half that if like the whole movie was going to be kind of like this. So I feel like that's why I kind of like the second half hmm, more. I like the first half. Actually, I don't think it's bad. I think the first half is really interesting. Like aesthetically, I was invested in the character, Kevin Harris Jr.'s character, Harrison Jr. Uh, for me, like I said, the second half, just when it was focusing on the sister in the movie, 
uh, I was just not interested. And not even exaggerating, for me, every scene in the second half, I was like, is this movie over? Because it dragged a lot for me. Uh, but that's just my take. Kelvin Harrison Jr. was really good. And like, I'm happy. He was great. He was really good. Like, he's really good in this movie. I think he's even better in Loose, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, the acting was great. I know Taylor Russell got the two plays, the younger sibling. She got like the an indie, 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 star? No, indie spirit now. Oh. Kelvin Harrison Jr. got for Loose. BAFTA. Yeah. Or just BAFTA. And in indie spirit for Loose. Yeah, for yeah. main lead in um, Loose. Waves is one of those movies. I think I actually ranked higher initially, but then I watched this a little early and compared to all the other movies I watched. And then as time went on, it's, I didn't really think about that too much. So it went down. This has now become a waves review podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, overall, actually going by the rankings, uh, the movies left off in order on the overall movie moguls, we midsummer and then waves. So that's like, 15th for us overall but definitely a big drop off uh also tied though money movies tied for 15th uh waves book smart honey boy queen and slim do you want to talk about any of those or i mean i, I think book smart is just a fantastically written movie uh it's on me and krista's honorable mentions and i think olivia wilde has a lot uh she's a bright future in movie filmmaking so i'm excited for her i think i had up my a- honorables yeah i think you oh had. you me and yeah, ryan yeah, had yeah. Honorable. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, really, really good movie. Uh, Beanie Field scenes, great. She got some love at the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I got love at the WGA, the Writers Guild Awards Association. Better oh. nominations than the Oscars, I would say. Because it, it wasn't nominated for screenplay. Yeah, but the then Oscars. WGA has like also complicated... like A lot of movies weren't eligible. Yeah, like Once Upon a Time, Last Year's like, The Favorite, things like that, but... I feel like Booksmart has the potential to be like one of like a classic. It's uh, we did a review on this way back, like season one. (laughs) This was ages ago, but we talked about how it's like the kind of like new female millennial super bad. That's like the big comparison. Uh, But it's something I think we all enjoyed initially a lot, and I still enjoy now. Uh, Honey Boy, we all watched. Me and Krista watched it very recently. I loved it. It's on our honorable mentions. It's on our honorable mentions. Ryan, you watched it as well. Yeah. Um, it didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, when we were like asking you like, oh, what movies oh, yeah, do, what you movie do you watch? Because <laughs> you, you were so ahead of us in movies. Uh-huh. What movies do you recommend? And you're like, for Sama, Two Popes. I Lost My Body. I Lost My Body. And then uh, even Two Popes was... for, so obviously Two Popes and for and I Lost My Body weren't even on your overall list. Mm-hmm. I would imagine Honey Boy's even lower. Yeah. Um, uh, so, what are your thoughts? I liked it. Like, I <laughs> I didn't not like it, you know. But I just didn't like it as much as you guys. Um, Shia LaBeouf, Noah Jupe are great. But then, I don't know. Look I feel like- What the? You haven't sn- <laughs> <laughs> mentioned my guy. <laughs> you like- always snub Lucas Hedges, right? <laughs> Ryan. I you- think everyone does. <laughs> Lucas, if Lucas Hedges was as attractive as Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Which I think he is, but if he was j- considered as attractive, I think he would be getting so much more hype because I think they're equally as good as a- of actors. But he's I'm, getting I'm not so even like a on. Timothy Chalamet stand up. <laughs> I know, but like they're both young, mm-hmm. uh, very similar age, and he has such a big Timothy has such a big fan base. Lucas Hedges is not. What's going on with that? I'm I'm starting the Lucas Hedges fan club <laughs> on this podcast. Every every episode we have a segment we update the viewers on Lucas Hedges news. But anyways. Go back to Honey Boy. I think he was good, but I don't know. I feel like the movie just kind of like not like the ending, just kind of like the second half. I think the film as a whole like builds up and it just kind of like whittles away, meanders. Yeah, like meanders. <laughs> it just kind of it waves goes away. It, it waves away. Uh. <laughs> uh. I like the soundtrack. Alex yeah, Sonner. I really like this, too, yeah. the soundtrack. Um, I feel like for me, I think it's interesting because I think I'm the only one out of all three of us that really watched like Shia LaBeouf's like child acting days. I'm a Shia LaBeouf stan. I think you we all are. That. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, dude, Honey Boy liked my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't like that. <laughs> I liked the movie. Just like that. That's it. I didn't watch Peanut Butter Falcon. It's not on your list, Krista. Did you like Peanut Butter Falcon or Honey Boy more? I like Peanut Butter Falcon more. Okay. <gasps> 
<laughs> I didn't watch it, so don't say anything. But all right, interesting. Yeah, Honey Boy was really good. It's one of my honorable mentions because not just Noah Jupe and Shia LaBeouf's performance, which were both magnificent. I actually thought Noah Jupe should have won Best Young Actor over Roman Griffin Davis at the Critics' Choice. Uh, but the movie is just very, like I said, I, I like very personal movies. That's a, a bias of mine, yeah. I have to admit. But the personal stories, like personal stories like this, when it's about like a filmmaker's writing about their like, almost biographical uh, and in an emotional aspect, I really enjoy. So that's yeah. why I enjoyed Honey Boy so much. I watch Honey Boy and Peanut Butter Falcon pretty close to each other. So it was like a, a large amount of Shia LaBeouf content at once. And I watched like his Hot Ones episode and I just got really invested into his life. So but, yeah, now yeah. you can watch Transformers 1 again. Transformers yeah. 2. <laughs> All of them. Even series. The Sia music video. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched the Sia music video after. I love that guy. <laughs> he's great. He's, he's something else. Um, yeah, I just like how they depict, he depicted his like growing up, like Echo Park, you know, obviously not, uh, solid upbringing and he talks about it a lot and yeah, very interesting. Very personal. Very personal. Uh, next on our Tide for 15th, we kind of briefly talk about Queen and Slim. It's on, uh, it's on me and Ryan's honorable, not on yours, Krista. Uh, Honey, uh, Honey Boy. Queen and Slim, it's... On my honorable, because it's a important message, but not just that. I think I know it's the directorial debut of the director, uh, but she did a great job of uh, just the movie being very entertaining, but also very meaningful. I do think the plot was fairly basic and fairly predictable, and that's why it's on my honorable, not higher up. But Daniel Kaluuya is fantastic in this movie, and that's why it's up there in my top for me, in my always. top thirteen I or think fourteen. It's in my honorables. It's in the edge of my honorables. Me too. If, me too. But um, the movie's really aesthetic. I really like the aesthetic of the movie. And director, she directed a lot of Beyonce's music videos. Mm-hmm. She's a Grammy winning. Um, so she's branching out into filmmaking. This is yeah, the first movie director for music. Um, so she like really put that aspect into Queen of Slim really well. I think the stories were, uh, falters. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. basic for sure. Yeah, That's like, the biggest weakness. Think- like it's bringing up a good message for sure, but then I don't think it's adding anything to the conversation. Definitely isn't. Yeah. And as we've seen all season, like this is totally not related, but a movie that got snubbed last year was Beale Street. And that was like so in the conversation. Oh, one of the top movies of the year, uh, best picture snub. This movie has not been mentioned at all. Oh my God, it's a snub. It's just like no. a very solid movie. Yeah. 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 I really like the soundtrack of this movie. Oh, the soundtrack's great. Yeah. Um, by Blood Orange. Mm-hmm. Blood Orange. Uh, last on any of our lists that it was only on Krista's is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I mean, very grand movie. Obviously, award season. You fo- if you follow, it's up there in like almost every category. Uh, and it's not on me and Ryan's honorable. So, Krista? Um, I think for me, it's similar to The Irishman where I can like appreciate its grandness. Um, I think for me, it was a little bit um, more entertaining for me than The Irishman. So... That's what I would say. Brad Pitt is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, obviously the acting. Yeah. Yeah. Leo's solid. I don't think he should be nominated personally, but he's he is very good. Uh, it's very uh, Tarantino. Uh, yeah. I don't know. For me, I think it's I could appreciate Tarantino's impact, but for me, the movie falters, and I wasn't very invested in how uh, things were going to pan out. Yeah. Or like, it's a a love letter to LA. I know that's used a lot, but like it, that is the film. It kind of love letter to Hollywood. It, it goes on tangents. The movie goes on tangents. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely followed along every step of the way. But for me, it wasn't something that really stuck with me. It didn't stick with me. It didn't resonate at all with the messages that the movie tells. Um, great ending, though. Great ending. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting, and you know, a depiction of what occurred, uh, the murders that occurred in real life, but. Yeah, overall, what a, twi- for, what a twist, of course. What a twist. Yeah, yeah. yeah not <laughs> accurate, but it's very, very interesting. Yeah, Margaret Robbie's fun, and I think she's been, she should have not been nominated for the BAFTAs, but yeah, she's good. I don't like hate this movie. She's like quirky in this movie. She's quirky, yeah. Where in Bombshell, she's like, yeah, you know. We didn't bring up Bombshell. What do you guys think? Meh. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, uh, <laughs> it speaks for itself that it's not on our. Yeah. How Joker, 11 nominations, not on our list. I only like Joaquin Phoenix and maybe the score. Yeah, pretty much. I agree. 
Uh, but the colors were good. The colors in the movie. Thank you, Joker. It was inspired nice. by 1970s, like muscle, <laughs> muscle car, something. Yeah. It looks nice. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I know the Joker is a little generic. Like people think it's entirely like so deep. It, like it's we rev- live in a society. Yeah. <laughs> it's, this is a great quote on this like uh, letterbox review. Uh, one of the top critics, he said, Joker is deep. Uh, if you think the ocean's a pool. Because yeah, it's it's, it's semi deep, but there's so many deeper and more resonating movies. Poet in the poem. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many movies that stick with you much more. And I think Joker is good if like oh you watch two movies a year, you watch this, great. But if you've seen much more movies, you know that movies can be more, the message can be be deeper and more profound. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't like Joker too much. I uh, don't like the 11 noms. But that's our list overall. Going back to it one more time. Overall movie moguls list. Top 10 <laughs> of 2019. Parasite. Little Woman. Marriage Story. Pain and Glory. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. The Farewell. The Lighthouse. Uncut Gems. 1917. And Knives Out. That's our top 10, guys. Finally. Finally. Suspense is out. That's our list. Yep. It's out early this year. It's out early <laughs> this year. Not like last year. It came out like June. Uh, oh, man. We, we recorded in February, though. Yes. Yeah. We'll get this out. We'll be out. You're, just, you're listening in February. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate all the love and support um, in season two. You guys have been listening. If you guys enjoy the podcast, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on there, it's going to help us a lot. We are trying to get eventually to 200 reviews and that's going to help us uh, become a official critic on Rotten Tomatoes so that's something we're working towards so if you enjoyed the pod please give us a review thank you guys for listening <laughs>